Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was music from Cool Sounds with Cactus Country. We'll listen to that a little later on in the show. But right now, we're going to kick it off with freelance writer and speaker Cindy Train Christensen. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Jean. How are you? Great. I love when someone refers me to a great guest such as yourself. You have a really interesting backstory, obviously a very tough road. Um, could you give us a, a taste of what happened to you? I am happy to, especially if it helps anybody who's going through a hard time. And thank you for inviting me to your show. I'm looking forward to this. Thank and you. congratulations on your book. Oh, thank you so much. Twelve years ago, it looked like all the pieces in my life were coming together for a dream come true, where my daughters and their husbands and families moved close to us and raised families together. And I flew up to Northern California to help my youngest daughter, Amy, move some of their things down south. Her husband and the rest of their furnishings would be coming later. We were halfway through our drive on the freeway. We had switched drivers. She was so cute. I said, why don't I drive Amy? And she said, well, you know what happened. And I'm in the passenger seat. I said, of course I know, honey. I've known you your whole life. Have a good nap. Right. And she put her seat back. And then as we were driving, all of a sudden the car started shooting. And she woke up and said, what's the matter? And I said, I don't know. I don't know if it's the freeway or if we have a prob, and I never finished the word. <sighs> and by then we were airborne, and our, my back left tire exploded. We went through a fence and we rolled three oh times. And first of all, in the screaming and the crashing and the breaking of everything, I managed to say, I love you, Amo. Oh my gosh, Cindy. And then all of the crashing stopped, and there was no noise. I did hear her say Jesus, so I choose to believe that's when God tapped her on the shoulder and took her to heaven, but then everything was so quiet, and and then she wasn't in the car. Then when I came to, I thought, oh, I must be dead, but then I thought, wait, why do I hurt? And then I kept calling for her, and she wasn't in the van. Where was she? was so, on the side of the road, and where was she? She was in an alfalfa field. When she had her seat reclined, and I did not know this, passengers are not to, seat, to recline their seats. They're not designed to be reclined while driving. And as she was coming up, her seatbelt didn't re-engage. I woke, it woke her up when the car was shimmying. She when she said what's the matter, she started to bring her seat up. Okay. Something went terribly wrong, and she went out the window and thirty-nine ended up 39 feet away. And we figure she died instantly. Oh, I yeah. have to, like, catch my breath on this one. Whew. It, it's, it's hard to believe it really happened, actually, um. but... So, you know the name of my show, Cindy, is Get the Funk Out. And yes, I do. How did you pull yourself out of this? Well, I thought that your title is very fitting because you're, in your write-up you say when life 
throws you curveballs, and we didn't just get thrown a curveball, it was a wrecking ball. Right. And what I've learned is that like wrecking balls, they destroy something that was, and you can choose to sit in the pain of it all and stare at the debris, or you can try and pick up the pieces and move forward. Right. And... I know that to honor Amy would be to pick up the pieces and move forward. That's what she would have done. Right. And I knew I still had a lot to live for. So with God's help and the help of a lot of family, friends, and community and strangers, John and I, my husband, and I were able to pick up the pieces. But we also had another daughter who had a newborn a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, my god! We also had her husband, who they had one of those marriages that you think was made in heaven, where they just seemed like they were perfect. They were perfect for each yeah. other. So it went from a dream almost coming true to a nightmare, but I'm always happy to share my story because I want people to know there's hope yeah. and there's help. And when one person dies, you don't have. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. No. It's, wow. And I, you know, I read your bio, and you lost a friend, so you know what that's like. Yes. To end of 2010, I lost my friend, a very, very close friend from high school. And then um, three years ago, I lost my dad to stage four cancer. Oh. And But, you know, when you go through these things, I feel like they make you more resilient, so you learn not to become part of the wreckage. Yes, if but you made some choices to be resilient. You could yes. have chosen to curl up and give up. Right. Or or you could choose to get up and try to go forward. It'd be like reading a book, I tell people. It's like reading a novel that you love, and then a beloved character dies. Mm-hmm. Do you just reread the first few chapters again and again and think that's going to be life or the book? Or do you keep going forward and you meet new people and there's new chapters? Right. Because we all lose someone. That's right. We do. Well, we're going to face personal, professional loss, and it's going to be really, really hard. And if you're not resilience, resilient and you don't understand self-care and tuning into exactly. who you are, then it's going to be terrible. Exactly. And I try and warn people that some people who they thought might be there for them mm-hmm. might not. And to not take it personally, it just means those people don't know what to do. They haven't faced it themselves. Right. But that other people will come alongside. And that some people will say some of the dumbest things. And again, don't take it personally. Be gracious with other people. But be gracious with yourself because I found I was very forgetful. I was spacey. I was disoriented. Right. Uh, well, you know, I do. Upset everything. Yeah, you can't sleep. You're not focused. You just feel like you're completely scattered. Yeah. So you have to honor those feelings. And like when people say, "Oh, it looks like you have such a stiff upper lip," I said, "Well, I sure hope not, because this is awful." So I'd right. be honest. And when I cried, I never apologized because Amy's worth crying over. This is hard, but I tell people I'm like the weather in the Midwest. I might be sunny and bright one day, but then the clouds come in and I miss Amy and I cry. Yes. But 
I honor her. I tell stories about her. I laugh. I cry. And then the sun comes out again. That's great. I do that with a lot of people I've lost. Um, I was very close to my grandmothers, and one in particular... She had this thing where she loved Snickers, and I got her into Ben and Jerry's. So, you know, I say on her birthday, okay, time to eat Snickers. I'm very sorry, everyone, you know. And so I just, yep. if you find the positive to remember somebody, you know, it's, sure, it's important, I think, to cry. I don't think it's healthy to hold it in. No, because if you stuff it, it will come out later. Ungrieved grief does not go away. I've been in grief groups with people who lost, let's say, their mother 10 years prior, but they never grieved it, and then they had another loss, and it came out bigger. So you need to do the work of grief. We, we got professional help. We went to grief groups. It helps to be with people who speak the language of grief. Right. It's, and it's like finding somebody who speaks English in the middle of a foreign country. All of a sudden, you realize all the connections. I can be in a group of people in a grief group and say, what did you do with their Christmas stocking? Mm. And, they, and they they instantly get it. Even though friends and would want to be very supportive, nobody understands. like somebody who's lost somebody. Right. And it sounds like writing and uh, being a public speaker has really helped you in a lot of ways. Writing has been so therapeutic. To just journal my feelings as random, as confusing as they are, and also experiences that happen because now I'm working on my memoir, Mm -hmm. I would never have remembered some of the things. It also shows me how far I've come. And then I'm in a writing group with Barbara DeMarco Barrett, who you know. Yeah love her Mm -hmm. and she's helped my writing to become better and stronger because I'm hoping this memoir is as stellar as it can be because Amy was stellar and I want people to know there really is hope there really is help yeah and you don't get over grief you get you get overhauled by it right yes there's like you've seen there's new chapters and that's new right. people. That's right. And sometimes these new people, these new chapters are so unexpected, and they bring you these bits of joy, and you have yes. to allow yourself to feel some joy, because that's the only way you're going to heal. Absolutely. I somehow, at Amy's graveside service, I looked at her husband as he looked at where her ashes were going to be, and I, I just thought, I can't imagine what's going through his mind. Mm-hmm. And I asked God to help me give him, me the right words, and I went over to him and I said, Tyson, there's room for you, like for when, his, when he dies one day here, mm-hmm. but you belong with your next wife, and I will dance with you at your wedding. Oh, well, since it's heavy. That, but that was not me. Like I said, I prayed yeah. for guidance. Right. And three and a half years later, that's in fact what I did. And that journey has been phenomenal in the new people, like you said, that have come into my life. And we, they, Tyson and his wife and children went on a family vacation with us nice. last year, which was pretty phenomenal. Sounds it. And that wouldn't have happened if I was choosing to live in the past. Sure. Amy's life was over, but mine wasn't. Right. Tyson's wife's life was over his first wife, but God had Laura for him. Mm-hmm. So life goes on, and that's what grievers need to hear. The sun will come up tomorrow. 
there is still life, you will not only survive, but you can thrive if you make the choices to do some work. Yeah. And grieving is not passive yet. And be kind to yourself. Be patient. I always tell people there's no time frame for grief. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be stuck in for, you know, five years or something. I mean... I really think you can't tell somebody, okay, you know, it's been a couple months. It's very personal. Absolutely. And that's why they say don't make major decisions at first because you're so disoriented and discombobulated. Yes. So true. So where can people find out more about you? (laughs) That's a very good question. (laughs) Uh, I guess I haven't done the things that I am supposed to do yet. I used to write for the newspaper, but I'm not doing that right now, and I haven't put a website together, so as soon as I do, I will let you know. What if, are you on Facebook if people want to send you a message? Yes, I am on Facebook. My name is Cindy Christensen. My last name is an unusual spelling, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-S-O-N. Okay, great. Well, we've got to wrap. Any last bit of advice for listeners or anything you'd like to share? Well, just want to tell people they can keep going on. They can laugh again. They can see color in life again. And it's a way to honor the loved one who has gone before them. Fantastic. Cindy, thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Cindy Christensen calling in to talk about uh, her experience losing her daughter. And that was 12 years ago, by the way. And if you missed any part of this, uh, her bio is up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And our complete conversation will be up within an hour after I wrap. Uh, Coming up next is Mary Sheeran, and she's going to talk about her latest book, Banished from Memory. We'll take a mini break. And then we'll be back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.